0: Of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Oh yeah. Who are you texting, Cam? The podcast. Oh. Adding some last notes. No. Well, I don't know who I'm here thinking. we are. World still standing. They about took over the Capitol yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we almost... We'll talk about it later.
1: North Carolina.
0: <laughs> what? Or South Carolina. <laughs> Sorry North about that. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about now. We went another place. Secession. I get you. I get you. Cameron, we're excited to be here today because we have a fun topic. We do have a fun topic. What line. are we talking about? Bushcraft. Whoa, oh, hey. <laughs> Right to it. This is a family podcast. <laughs> uh, pretty sweet skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh you can't learn on YouTube. You can. But you can check them out. You sure can.
1: Really, you... it's something you got to apply, though.
0: You have to apply it. Yeah, you have to do that.
1: But freaking cool, man.
0: There's a lot of good stuff. We're going to talk about that, you know, as a prepper or in prepping versus pure bushcraft and all this kind yeah. of stuff. We got lots to talk I'm about. I'm definitely not...
1: No full-on bushcrafter
0: No PhD in bushcraft Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh I don't have it PAC in bushcraft (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Maybe Masters Possibly Yeah Guys, most subscription boxes are full of samples and junk you'll never use, but not the Battle Box. It's the monthly subscription box for men, full of solid gear for adventure seekers, survivalists, outdoor enthusiasts, and casual preppers. Each month, Battle Box sends you the coolest selection of hand picked outdoor survival and everyday carry gear, all valued at far more than what you normally pay. You never know what's in the next box. I got to clear my throat for this. Get ready. But here's a sampling of what users received this month. The Fox Edge Done Deal Fixed Blade. In mm. an outdoor life emergency survival manual. You can't get enough books. No, you, you can. You can say you can, but you'd be lying. Yeah. But you uh, would. all this badassness starts at about 30 bucks a month. They've shipped almost a million boxes and they won Best Men's Subscription Box of 2017. Our listeners get a free knife when you sign up at trybattlebox.com slash preppers. That is trybattlebox.com slash preppers. Get your first battle box plus a free knife at trybattlebox.com slash preppers.
1: Listener reviews starts now.
0: It is My beginning. It is beginning. Um, why don't you take this, Cam?
1: I'll do it. Okay. Great show, five stars. Mm-hmm. Despite their obvious social and emotional challenges, <laughs> these guys put on a great, entertaining and informative show. Some prepping shows make me want to hide in the basement with my guns and hard liquor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can listen to this one without even drinking. Thank you, Grumpy Prepper.
0: <laughs> Grumpy Prepper via Apple Podcasts. Thank you for the review. If you that guys
1: twelve twenty seven
0: twenty, that was recent. right after Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Grumpy. Merry Christmas. when want to listen to podcast. Yeah. If you guys want to be part of this portion of the podcast, go to iTunes, go to Facebook, go to the Kindle Book on Amazon, go to the Bigfoot film on Amazon Prime, leave us a five-star review and make it awesome. It's a mad mad world. So as we alluded to <sighs> Totally a mad mad world earlier. Um it's stuff six days into 2021 and um the S hit the TF. Sure did. You know what I mean? Like it just went it went bonkers really quick. So there was a protest. Um, for with Trump supporters, you know, near the Capitol, and then suddenly there were Trump supporters. Maybe it wasn't Trump supporters. It was, there was people in the Capitol building, um, and they were wreaking havoc in there. Somebody got shot. They actually got like into, um, the House floor. There was so much crazy stuff that went on. Um, <clears throat> either way, it was bad. It wasn't good. No, you know. Um, and so I think in the next about. Two weeks. Everybody needs to be kind of on high alert. Your yeah. head on a swivel. You know, make sure those gas tanks are full. Don't don't go hanging out at the Capitol building. Yeah. Don't go to the inauguration. If you are planning on it, just make different plans. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Stay home and watch the Mandalorian. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do, but just don't go to the the inauguration. I just, you know, oh man, it, people are just very divided. People are very pissed off, and um, you <clears> let it settle. Yeah, let the dust settle. Just do your thing. Uh, Everybody, I know people are pissed off about the election, but at this point, it is what it is. Yeah. And um, breaking windows at the the Capitol building, not honestly, getting
1: anything done.
0: Yes, yeah, probably not going to help. And I think the things that happened probably only hurt the cause. Unfortunately, I think so too. You know, and I know a lot of people are going to say, "Well, it's a conspiracy. It was Antifa members. It was BLM members. Maybe some of them were. Maybe they were." Doesn't change the fact that it happened, and it doesn't look great. Some
1: weird stuff, <clears throat> yeah, around the whole. I'm thing. I'm blaming the damn Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yeah, me too.
0: Has harp. to have something to do with it.
1: Harp, harp, oh, harp's geez. been affecting the election for years. Those windows probably broke on them
0: their own. Yeah. What the? I'm gonna roll. vote. What this <laughs> buffering in my head? <laughs> buffering. Tell me what to vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway, no good. It's pretty crazy. It is pretty. That's crazy. my mad, mad world. That's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. So here's a mad mad world for you okay I thought this was pretty interesting so mm. China China's always interesting right yeah so did you see recently they've been getting like a a group of
0: who mm-hmm. like, specialists
1: so here I'm gonna read this
0: kKK took months... wait I didn't mean to see kKK I just said k <laughs> several times yeah. I apologize k <laughs> <laughs> before, yeah, more case, more case.
1: Um, it took months of painstaking negotiations before the WHO could be persuaded to organize a mission of 10 experts to China that mm. would inquire and investigate the real origins of SARS-CoV-2. Okay. Um, the virus that causes COVID-19. It took a simple refusal by the Chinese government just recently to grant visas to the 10 experts. So China's like, nope. You're not going to investigate this.
0: We need a little more time before you come in in to investigate. We got our crews on it. We're not cleaned up. You can't come in. That's not what they sound like. What do they really sound like? (laughs) Come on, Cam.
1: No, you can't come
0: in. This is not possible. (laughs) You'll that sounds a little French. (laughs) A little Mexican. (laughs) A little Mexican. (laughs) (laughs) Mexican. I was getting French out of it. Who the hell knows what it sounds like? Why you won't come in here? (laughs) No, you cannot. You push a tight rain button? Did you see okay. the weird thing like the Alibaba guy is like he, missing? He's not anymore. Oh, he isn't? Dang it. Yeah, I know. The stock was plummeting and he's like, oh, oh shit, We he's need bad. a reform.
1: Get, the f- <laughs>
0: Get that guy. They all look Wrap the same. Him up. He that needed- sounded Mexican too. <laughs> yeah, I did. And very racist. How do you do this? You do not. Uh, yeah. He finally did say that he was alive. Yeah. And so the stock Dang. went back up. I was like, yeah, they killed him. They killed him. Freaking
1: China. <laughs> they but- did it.
0: They did it
1: but they may have just created yeah. a new one of him. Okay. They can do all kinds of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> anything they want over there. <laughs> but seriously, that's yeah. pretty sketchy to deny yeah. 10 experts to go in and investigate. Sure. SARS, and they're like, no. Nah. We're going to eat no now. visa
0: for you. No visa for you. Visa. It's yeah. not accepted everywhere. <laughs> no. How about an Amex? <laughs> it's not everywhere you want to be.
1: It's not. <laughs> So, that's crazy uh, stuff, man.
0: That's kind of interesting. It really is interesting. All right, speaking so, of interesting, let's get into the Let's bush. get into this. Bushcraft for the preppers. Yeah. You know, is it useful? Is it? Can preppers use it? I think our preppers and bushcrafters the same? What, Can they
1: be the same? What the hell's bushcraft? <laughs> I don't know. Can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kay. So, what is bushcraft? <laughs> Your stupid thing on there. I'm gonna read what Kobe wrote. <laughs> it's, uh, it's when a woman shaves her downstairs. I so was really he, hoping when we you were would... when we were messing with the notes. Yeah. He uh added that in there. And yeah. I, I was hoping you would like
0: read it as you were going, like without even thinking about That's it. It's possible, but no, I saw <laughs> it. Like a anchor man type moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. San
1: Diego go yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time.
1: It's funny. Um, yeah. So, bushcraft is the art of surviving in the woods. Mm. The official definition is the skill gained by or necessary for living in bush country. Like, not George Bush, like Texas.
0: Like Texas. Midland, yeah.
1: Texas. But bushcraft mm. is about thriving in the natural environment and the acquisition of skills and knowledge to do so. Bushcraft skills include firecraft, tracking, hunting, mm. fishing, shelter building, Navigation by natural means, mm. the use of tools such as knives and axes, foraging, water sourcing, hand carving wood, containering, <laughs> containing, <laughs> constructing, <Wood constructuring>. naturaling, <laughs> roping, twining, making, and other mm. things. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it's basically like using your environment mm-hmm. to work for
0: you. Sure, building but fires, it, crafting but it's about, goods. It's about being in the woods, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: so it's like full on like boy scat, boy scout. Boy Scout level That's some
0: boy scout. <laughs> Let's track it. Boy it's Scout fresh.
1: level 50. It's like um, Eagle Scout on boy steroids.
0: Scout. That's boy scout.
1: <laughs> there was a TikTok post that said, "Uh, you know, one of those like, tell me you've never touched a woman by telling me you've never touched a woman. And <laughs> no, it's like
0: actually tell me. And then
1: there's a scout that comes. He's all, I will do my honor to do my duty. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. True. Um, but anyways, uh, this is like the... Mag- 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 this is like MacGyver of the woods. Yeah, yeah. Like for sure. Practicing these skills will it makes you like way more efficient with living in the woods. For sure. Make fires quicker. Mm-hmm. Make canoes faster. <laughs> Make fires bigger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All three. Yeah. So, um over the years obviously, we've developed better survival gear and tools. Mm-hmm. This like bushcrafting doesn't mean you don't you can't use these new modern day things, but Yeah. you do use a lot of like, natural sources, like, make rope out of uh, reeds from the... Sure. ...from the pond. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just... Mm. It's cool stuff. So, over centuries of man being a bad A and learning... And women being an even bad a -er, (laughs) nice A. (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, Have learned to use uh, all these different wilderness things to survive. And we, like, nowadays the long term prepper who knows you know you're going to run out of supplies from the grocery store <clears throat> ketchup it's going to be gone you got to learn to make your own ketchup out in <laughs> bushcraft from uh, from the woods yeah. wood ketchup so to me like bushcrafts like the sexy version of the survivalist. Ooh. It's just like some of them aren't very sexy though. No, they're not. They're some like r- probably stink like yeah. butthole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're basically just they just convert into Bigfoot, stinky hairy. Maybe that's <laughs> what Bigfoot is: stinky hairy bushcrafters that just
0: never came home. <laughs> that's Bigfoot. That's so, we freaking discovered it. <laughs> so, Solving uh, problems, yeah. one episode
1: at a time. <laughs> Answering all of your conspiracy, <laughs> yeah. Question. so a prepper you know on the other hand we all know a prepper is a person who believes a catastrophic disaster or an emergency is likely to occur in the future and makes active preparations for it sure typically by stockpiling food ammo guns ammo ammo five five ammo, six ammo and guns <laughs> and other supplies yeah so this is a person who's prepared to survive these disasters mm-hmm. because they've prepared to survive these disasters but
0: what about a casual prepper
1: yeah, you know that's like the suburban urban, bourbon. Ooh. Yeah, uh, prepper. That's you know. It doesn't... We live in society. We go mm. to work every day. We don't live in the woods.
0: Mm-mm. And so <laughs> we don't.
1: <laughs> which would survive longer? You know, there's like would a bushcraft person, you know, do better? Would just a prepper. suburban prepper do better? We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, having both of these skills. I think is the best like all around yeah. thing. You gotta learn how uh to do how to live in the woods. Like it's it's freaking hard. It's not <laughs> like easy, just camping. No. It's horrible. You know, i like I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna go out there and try some tools and the second day I'm like screw this. Twenty
0: minutes later you're like, Oh so, why'd I do this? <laughs>
1: and it kinda comes down to that lone wolf thing, sure. you know, if all of your family was skilled at bushcraft, which is I don't know how that would happen. But I don't know. The, the, the lone wolf family. person probably would be more of a bushcrafter and need to learn how to do that kind of thing. Sure. Anyways, um, so, w- yeah, let's get into some of the skills and yeah. why bushcrafting would be useful for a prepper as well.
0: Yeah, so sometimes there's a little bit of a a conflict sometimes between, like, the pure bushcrafter. And sometimes w- when you look at bushcrafters, they're all, they also kind of say, I'm a bushcrafter slash survivalist type right, thing, right. you know. And then you have the prepper's. <laughs> But, so let's kind of look at those, like, which approach is better, and which approach is better for which situations. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Um, and there's actually some preppers that we can classify as bushcraft preppers, some that we classify as suburban preppers, and some, obviously, that we classify as, like, casual preppers, like us, right? Um and so what do we consider a straight-up bushcraft prepper? Cam kind of talked about that. But they focus their primary skill development on, on the primitive skills, right? They're less concerned with storing food, storing water, buying gear. Uh, they focus on getting what they need uh, for the short- or the long-term survival from that natural environment, which is the woods, yeah. the bush, if, you, if you're There's not are the familiar. guys yelling at you for <clears throat> using a lighter. To yeah, start it's like, a, I, where are you going to find a bick in the woods? <laughs> yeah, you no. Know? Yeah, right. and so, which I Not understand. Not all of them. Not right. all of them, but some of them do, right? And then there's the suburban or the casual or even the doomsday prepper, right? There's a bunch of those. They put their focus on, like we talk about all the time, a wide array of skills and gear and security and kits and stores and all those types of things, right? Um, when it comes down to it, for me, I think I think you should, to be a, the best of all, of it, you need to have a piece of every little bit of this, right? I think. I think... A lot of people like to live in the black and white, Cam. You got to live in the gray a little bit, all he do, right? You do, People need to learn this these days right. very badly, as right. we're seeing throughout well, it's the country. kind of like the
1: episode on hunting, you know?
0: Yeah, sure. It's like we get our food from Walmart mm-hmm. and
1: all that, but to not have a knowledge of that skill and, and sure. learn how to do it, like, it's not going to work out very well in the long run. No, At the same so, time, either. you're not going to be living... Entirely as a hunter,
0: no, because no. there's a
1: lot that think they're going to, and, yeah, and you know, there's gonna then be... you're going to be shooting and stringing you up and eating your guts.
0: Yeah, there's not going to be nothing left on. hunt. Hunter on hunter, yes, hunter on hunter crime. <laughs> um, so which approach is better, and which approach is better for which situations? And again, this it just very much depends on. What type of SHTF situation? What time? Of, what type of emergency what scenario? What time is it? Is this over yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Get so, it over with. It Is this over? So let's look at
1: that. So I'll let's, just tell them I downloaded it. I didn't <laughs> listen
0: to it. Yeah, nobody will even know. Nobody gets this far into the nobody, podcast. Yeah, anyway. you guys are skipping to the end. Um, they all want the quick and dirty medical tip. <laughs> right? That's all they want. Um, my computer is now being dumb on me. Um, so let's look at suburban. Our, suburban preppers
1: getting hit with heart pros (laughs) and
0: heart i'm having heart pains um (laughs) suburban prepper pros and cons um so when it comes down to it when we break down the most likely shtf or emergency scenarios or events for me i believe that the casual prepper is going to be better equipped on the larger percentage of those events right? Especially if that prepper has like even the basic knowledge of bushcraft, right? I mean, we'll I talk agree. about some of those things. Um, we talk about this all the time. Our big thing is your personal apocalypse, you know? Um, you know, if your car breaks down yeah. or if you My lose a job, the most common thing to happen. Yeah. The power goes out for a short period of time. So there's a lot of those things that, um, it's great to know bushcraft skills, But it's not necessarily better than having some cash on hand, or some food storage, or EDC kit in your vehicle, right? I don't think it outweighs it. If your car breaks down, good luck bushcrafting your way out of it, right? (laughs) Are you gonna Are you gonna cut that rubber up? Gonna make a new spark plug from a oak tree? (laughs) I don't think you're going
1: to. (laughs) Hey, can you do that?
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm pretty sure. Acorn on top. (laughs) I almost figured it out. You got to figure out how to get a charge in there. You just got to harness the harp waves (laughs) into it somehow.
1: Tons of clothes hangers.
0: Yeah. um, You know what I mean? But you're going to be in a really good situation if you're a prepper and you've got a power bank that can jump that car. Or if you have an emergency app on your phone to call roadside assistance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just have to look at. Look at the chaos Mm. of
1: 2020. And the world still exists.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You know. So it's like. Yeah. It will take a lot to just destroy all humanity. and And so let's think about even like a short term power outage. This happens all the time. Pretty much every single year. Right. Yeah. Not many... Pull your sheetrock off. Start cutting up <laughs> know, a two by fours. Saying. Not many people are going to immediately head to the woods and start crafting spears. You know what I mean? In like right. whittling spoons. Right. Um, not that I, that it wouldn't be cool and all, but like just not like immediately helpful in that yeah. situation. It's I don't like think. that
1: video we did. It's like the <laughs> yeah. the very first thing that the pandemic starts and we just like <laughs> we're gonna we're video we go start fishing with a would... net
0: <laughs> out in the woods. <laughs> so dumb. just gave up
1: on all the <laughs> gear and skills. That and person kids. had it
0: in their mind: one thing happens and they're done with society. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just I'm finished. Yeah. You know they cancel my favorite show. I'm living in the woods. <laughs> like that's just their mindset. Huh. But you know, if in a short term power outage, if you had a blackout kit with candles and headlamps and emergency radio, you're well equipped for that situation. Right? Okay. Even if we go to a medium term. Type SHTF. Those were both like short-term stuff, right? Let's go to like a medium-term SHTF situation where you know hunting could be a beneficial thing. In in maybe it's like a couple of months where stuff's gone haywire and you know food is a little bit scarce, so you you want to go out and do a little bit of hunting. I think the casual prepper probably has prepped a gun and some ammo and is going to be so. m- more equipped. You know, then going out and whittling a, um, a, a, an, an arrow and <laughs> in... a, a rock and sling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think the prepper wins in that situation yeah. a little bit, right? You can go and dig holes for deer to fall in, but <laughs> yeah. it just seems like not the best way <laughs> to go about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe catch yourself a prepper. Yeah. I've just caught that
1: prepper. He's got a gun on him. They're gonna come into this forest, think they own the place. It's like, gonna fall on a bunch of trees. It's just
0: like those preppers say, Well, I'm gonna take my gun and I'm gonna take your stuff. Yeah. You know, it's it's a bushcrafter same it's like, thing. I'm digging a hole and I'm taking you. <laughs> you know. Your bones are gonna
1: be my next spoon. <laughs>
0: Your femur is my next bow. Yeah. See how that works. Your sword, I'm making a femur sword. And that's gonna be good fishing gear out of those. <laughs> those phalanges are gonna catch me a trout.
1: That gut, carp loves gut.
0: Carp, carp loves lower intestines. Tell
1: you that right now. <laughs> so yeah, first, first thing I need to do. First, first on the list of bushcrafting, yeah. capture a human,
0: capture Get you me some a bone, and... a casual prep.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, those are so when you look at those situations, (laughs) got you off topic. Yeah, now I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, I feel like the prepper, the suburban prepper, the casual prepper probably fares better, yeah, right. But that, I mean, I'm not saying that those bushcrafters haven't done any of that, I'm just saying pure bushcrafter, no, uh, yeah, pure prep, prepper, prepper, prepper. (laughs) So, but let's talk about some other things where a prepper. Or a bush crafter would have uh, bush prepper, <clears throat> bush prepper would have a good um, scenario. Crafter. So let's let's talk about in a short to long term scenario where you get lost in the woods. Yeah, think about it, Cam. I think the bushcrafter would probably have a huge advantage here. Huge advantage. Probably over any of these situations. Yep. Especially if a plane crash. Yep, that's one of the things I was talking about, too. A plane crash into the woods, like a hatchet scenario or whatever it is, uh, they are definitely going to have a huge advantage. Because... They don't need much to thrive in that environment. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm not gonna do great. I, I, mean, I have like basic bushcraft skills. I could probably get a fire started. Maybe I could poop in a hole. I could poop in a hole. Yeah, you know, I could fall in a hole <laughs> if I had to. Um, but I think the bushcraft the bushcrafter probably wins out in that situation. Yeah, I agree. Obviously. Um, Obviously. And then let's talk about even a long-term SHTF That's scenario. That's the first thing I'm doing. If a
1: plane's going down, like, who's our bushcrafters? Yeah,
0: exactly. Everybody up front. Yeah, I'm strapping him to my back, and I'm not losing him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Make yourself into a backpack bushcrafter. <laughs> I got a Bushcraft backpack. bushcrafter backpack. <laughs> yep, he's Take bushcrafter that. in there. Backpack, backpack. It's a good um, idea. So a long-term, SH- long-term total SHTF scenario. In this scenario, the bushcraft, yeah, yeah, yeah. bushcrafter is gonna great probably live there forever.
1: Not even gonna try to get off the island. Gonna be happy
0: probably. But let's talk about a long-term SHTF scenario. Um, You know, eventually stored food runs out, stored water runs out, buildings can be destroyed, or living in total isolation in the woods might be an only option, and for sure in that situation the bushcrafter wins out yeah. 100% of the time there's no doubt it in about that in my mind that that is going to be their situation um but let's talk about this relying solely off of nature may not be possible in some shtf s- situations or scenarios cuz a lot of times they say well it doesn't matter what it is i'll just go into the woods yeah
1: or some locations
0: <clears throat> or some locations like we have some
1: extremes here for sure super hot deserty yeah. and then it turns to we have Ice.
0: negative yeah. Like, four the other day. Exactly. So, think about this situation. Is it a total nuclear apocalypse? Yeah. And if that's the situation, good luck living in the woods, because if you go outside, you're probably going to be radiated, that's right? True. So, think about that. Um, is it like a weird disease that ravages the animals and the people? and you have to stay isolated? Maybe you'd be okay in the woods. Maybe not. What I don't know. What if it's a Bigfoot takeover? <clears throat> They're part of the Bigfoot family. It doesn't matter. That's true. They're like
1: adopted children. Yeah.
0: Um, are you in a more highly populated area that has woods nearby? And in that SHTF scenario, those woods just become overrun, you know, because that is a huge possibility. Yeah. All the city folk like I'm going out to the woods and I'm going to live there and just, everybody else is in the woods with you. That makes it a little bit harder. Right. Um, that's going to be in tough. in
1: California and it's all burned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's n- no exactly. forest left.
0: <clears throat> There's no forest left. Is it a bad year for rabbits or game? Are the berries and nuts going to be enough to feed your family? Right? Probably not. I mean, maybe you could. Is there enough fish out there to to sustain you or whatever it is? But, um, it's just, it, you just have to look at those situations and see what's best for you. Uh, again, in my opinion, the prepper is going to win out over a straight bushcrafter in most situations shgs scenarios but i think the hybrid approach is absolutely the way to go because a bushcrafter who is also a casual prepper they're going to be king of the damn world right right i'm prepping plus i'm also a really good bushcrafter good gracious man i want him on my team right um so i think that every prepper should at least know the basics of a few bushcraft things and cam's going to talk about what those might be um but again these situations are where bushcraft is super helpful lost in the woods for no sure. doubt about it you're going to be in a better situation if you understand bushcrafting. Bugging out. You could it could be a situation where you're bugging out through the woods or into the woods yeah. or past the woods and those bushcraft skills are going to come in really handy. Or if you're yeah, you're <clears throat> bugging out
1: and you're trying to lose your, you know, yeah. your tail. And you have to stay in the woods for who knows how long before you go back to your bug
0: out location. Yeah, those skills are going to be hugely beneficial. Um, And then, like we talked about, a long-term, complete grid down, electricity is gone, living off the land scenario. Mm -hmm. That's where those bushcraft skills are going to be super helpful. For sure. Mm -hmm.
1: So, before we go on. Okay. Cyber
0: attacks. Mm -hmm.
1: They happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Your information, you go online, go shop for something, click on an ad, there goes your whole rest of your future. Cryptocurrency's gone. Yeah. Or you're searching for cryptocurrency. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, you need to do it safe. You need to be gray man online. Sure. There's one way to do that, and a very inexpensive and useful way to do that is Surfshark.
0: They're the best, man. They
1: are. They are. Super easy to use app. They have unlimited uses. So when you subscribe, it covers every device that connects to the intranets. That's the best thing. Yeah, sure right does. There. Yeah. You know what? If you don't even know what it is, it's a VPN. If you don't know what that is, try it for 30 days for free. <laughs> then you'll know. You can try it, see if you'll use it. If you don't, you get your money back. That is a killer deal right there. Yep. So, if you use our code CasualPreppers, you get 84% off and four or two extra months for free.
0: That's not a misprint. And that's not a miss like that's real.
1: Yeah. 84% so, Actually, yeah, you do get four extra months because you get two per year. So, if it's two twenty-one a month, but if you subscribe for the the yearly plan, it's fifty. It's less than sixty bucks, and you get twenty-eight months. It's all fully refundable in thirty days.
0: I can't even count that high. So
1: that is super inexpensive, mm-hmm. and it seriously is the easiest VPN to use. Mm-hmm. You can select whatever server, whatever country, and the nice thing too is you can use that to your advantage. You can go to the UK. Mm-hmm. Pretend like your computer's there. Access the beautiful Netflix UK library. Sure. They got some unique weird crap on there,
0: uh, Yeah, I guess. I'm sure <laughs> they do.
1: <laughs> but stuff that isn't on the, you know, you can use it for entertainment.
0: They shoot it all in 25 frames a but second. But seriously, like, 60 dummy.
1: bucks a month for wow. a virtual private network. Mm. And it's super fast, super easy to use. You're dumb not to get it. You pay an extra dollar and you get Surfshark's uh, email Alert system. Yeah, they will send you an email when your email is compromised, which is pretty freaking cool because that happens all the time. It like does. literally, yeah. you should be changing your password like at least every fifteen every three seconds, months. <laughs> every fifteen seconds, change yeah. your password. Seriously, like all the time. <laughs> so, like even right now, I was looking on my Chrome browser, and it's like one hundred and six passwords could be compromised. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I've been going Great. through and like changing everything. Yeah, use VPN. It'll Good. keep you protected.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's go back to those bushcraft and let's talk about the skills yeah. and the skill sets, Cam. Yeah. As a prepper.
1: So, um, what skill sets would apply best for a prepper? You know, there are tons of mm-hmm. bushcrafting skills and they're like super in depth and they're super cool. But maybe you just won't be on a casual bushcrafter side. Yeah. Which is what we do best. Oh we yeah. casualize everything. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? I don't think so. It is now. <laughs> so um but yeah, like, like Kobe had said, there, there's going to be times when most of the time as a casual prepper and having your supplies that you're either going to run out or you've got to travel somewhere, you got to bug out that you're going to have to use some primitive skill to survive. Yeah. Um, hopefully you don't, but if you do, you need to know how to do some of these things. And just from videos and stuff that we've done and testing gear, I'm like. I'm a dummy. Oh, it's starting so, a fire is not even. It's as not easy. easy. As
0: it's, <laughs> it's not easy.
1: Like it seems easy, but there's different scenarios. Like we were doing videos in a cave and it was all damp. It was a son of a bee to get a fire going with was, all the gear
0: we had. I was reading this news story about a couple years back. These guys got lost over here behind um Dinosaur National Monument. They were out there for like a week. They had a Bic lighter, and they could not get a fire started in a week. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just shows you, how like, you have to practice that stuff. Yeah. And how hard it is to just make a fire, even if you have a Bic lighter. It's true.
1: It's true. And that, and that's the one thing I do like about bushcrafting, too, is it's, like, very economical. Like, yep. you use less supplies to get what you need, mm-hmm. or you're starting a fire with way less effort, mm-hmm. or building a boat, or a ship, or a and Noah's Ark. Yep. You just are using things way smarter with bushcraft skills. Yeah, so sure. Some of the categories, bushcraft skills in food, uh, like we were saying, making a fire. There's a lot that goes into making a useful, you know, fire that's not just a big smoke ball. You yeah. know.
0: Uh. Yeah.
1: So um using those skills. And there's so
0: many different methods right to right, do it, feathering your wood. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh um, there's that.
1: And, and and knowing what things burn longer, different
0: hardwoods and yeah. softwoods, and and what stuff. woods are smokier and which woods which woods give off less smoke. Yeah, because that really is a Morning thing. Morning woods. What do you do with that? I've never figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure it out. Um, and
1: and then wood processing, and so there's primitive ways to keep a fire going at night, so you can go and yeah. and forage and come back, and your fire's still going, and you know. And then, uh, tool making. How you can use stone and all those different things make a bone knife. Yeah, you know, out of an animal that you killed or... femur, femur bone. You think this came off a of chicken or something? <laughs> Biology um, one. <101. laughs> plant identification that's important. Don't yeah. wipe your butthole with uh, poison oak. Poison oak. Yeah. yeah, That's not good. You won't then, be excited about it. A lot of times, like some of the some of the bushcrafting stuff that I've found super fascinating is like using rocks mm. to like keep. You warm underneath and using them to like cook stuff slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, What leaves to wrap like food in and cooking Mm -hmm. that's not going to kill you or cause a massive rash. (laughs) Like it's super important. Um, What to forage, how to forage, where to look, what kind of plants have what, you know, those are all food procurement and, and processing. Like those are all really big skills for bushcrafting. The other uh skill set is is water skills. Mm. Bushcraft and water skills. Yeah. Locating water. What water is potable? And that does not mean yeah. <laughs> that it's not good. Um but yeah, what's the risks and what could be in the water, how to purify and clean water and in you know, it gets even more detailed where you can just use a regular uh water bottle and and stacking like sand and then rock and yeah. then charcoal and you can make your own filter,
0: and and again, all of this is with minimal gear. Like that's how they do this stuff. Is
1: yeah, because that's like that's the hardest thing I think is packing a bug out bag mm-hmm. that doesn't weigh seven thousand pounds. Yeah, sure. And you find after using it and um, using the gear in it of what's useful and what's not. So yeah, that's a probably a huge key to like bushcrafting is like. They don't need to carry as much. They got a knife, mm-hmm. and they can just take over the world with yeah, that knife.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's all they need.
1: But um, but the water skill, locating water, collecting water, and then purifying it and storage, storing it just for use out in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, other skills are shelter. That's a huge thing, and that's where all yeah. those Instagram posts are like these bad A shelters that they build. Insane, built. man. It's super freaking hard to build a durable shelter that's going to withstand, like, Snowpack and yeah, it's like I could um, make
0: an emergency shelter in the woods I if could I need to. From to get overnight a drizzle. Yeah.
1: But like to it's, from wind and yeah. snow, like if you're gonna be out there for a long time, you need to know how to make yeah. And that comes down to to the efficiency of like heat and keeping you warm during the night so you don't freeze your
0: nuts oh, off. Where where to put the fire and like you know, which way the wind's blowing. There's like all these different things when you're so doing much. that that you have to understand. And bushcrafters are great at it. Yeah. They're great. So
1: types of shelter, different resources, tying knots, oh, uh, yeah. locating in the location of your shelter. Yeah. It's all super important. Um, bushcraft skills, security. Ah. So being stealth, you know, clearing your tracks so people, maybe you don't want to be found. That's yeah. the whole purpose of living off the land. You don't really want to... Have somebody pitch a tent right next to your bushcraft facility. I never want somebody to pitch
0: a tent next to me, ever.
1: (laughs) So, honestly, not leaving anything that people can see, because if they see that there's another human there, they Mm -hmm. will pitch a tent right next to you.
0: Yeah. This is perfect. (laughs) Drives me freaking nuts. 9,000 square miles of forest, and I'm going to pitch a tent right next (laughs) to you. That's how it's going to happen.
1: Every time. Every time. I'm going to turn the radio on all (laughs) night.
0: Yeah. Play some music. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But... Bushcrafting does involve being stealthy, yeah, and for sure. Knowledge of the area, how to uh, utilize the area to give you an advantage to if somebody's, you know, coming after you. Um, primitive al- alarms, tying up some pots and pans or something, you know, simple things yeah. to protect yourself, um, but also be stealthy. And then, obviously, some self-defense. Um, they these are all bushcrafting skills that are a little more primitive but Mm -hmm. super useful for a prepper surviving in the woods yes sir um these are kind of some shared skills by both preppers and bushcrafters the health and fitness first aid you need to know how to take care of yourself if uh, you know you step on a freaking stick, go yeah. If you're your out in the foot. woods,
0: you're gonna get hurt. Like there's just no way around it. Yeah, like, the wilderness always is brutal. Yeah, it's, it's super brutal. So you have to have like that basic first aid knowledge, and then how to do that with minimal first aid gear. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's in the, those natural cures and all those types of things. You gotta you gotta know that stuff. Yep, and I know people think that they're you know freaking Iron Man, and,
1: and they're not going to get hurt out in the wilderness. You're going to. But almost, like, every hunting season, I see somebody just slices their hand open with, you know, uh, when they're preparing the meat, or mm. they uh, they pull an arrow out, and it slices their hand, and it's, yeah. like, it happens to the super highly skilled hunters all the time, so. And if
0: you think about it, if you're a bushcrafter, I mean, you have a knife in your hands, like, 80% of the time, it's inevitable that you're going to slice yourself, right? Like, there's just no way around it. Yeah. If you, you have a hurt. knife out, you're going to, at some point, you're going <laughs> to slice yourself. Yeah.
1: Every time we went out and filmed the video, yeah. I bled.
0: Yeah. There was bleeding every time. Sweat
1: and blood. Every mm-hmm. video.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't like that type of t- time of the month thing either. It was like straight up cutting yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: I sliced my <laughs> finger or I...
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Smashed it with a rock or mm-hmm. something. But you're going to get hurt. You need to know how to take care of yourself. For sure. Um, endurance, obviously. Yep. You know, uh, hiking around in the wilderness, dragging logs, building... Shelter, avoiding danger, digging holes. <laughs> right, you're gonna be worn out. You need to be healthy, and that too will avoid as much, um you know, injury. Yeah, more injury for sure. Strength. You won't be tough. Yeah, you'll be tough. Um, overall health. If you're relying on prescription medications every month, sometimes you do have to. I understand. As
0: a bushcrafter, it's hard to get that. Yeah, you're not Propranolol in the in the woods. <laughs> yeah. This, Xanax. This is a beta blocker bush. <laughs> beta blocker bush. Goodness. <laughs> Aspirin comes from bark. How much am I supposed to eat of this? Yeah. How many <laughs> m- Miggies is this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What's the conversion rate? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, and then situational. Oh, no. I, I jumped.
0: It's just funny. Some people, too, it's like, you know, just one bite of dandelion root is as good as for xanax (laughs)
1: legal i don't think so i know much as you want that to be true it's not no no synthetic medicines are made very (laughs) very well and if you don't have to rely on them the better um and then diet obviously you need to know how much protein and you know you can't just sit out there and eat berries all day long and expect to keep your health yeah good luck to have a solid duke After eating berries
0: for three weeks straight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so you're, like, battling (laughs) other problems from the food, the only food you can find. Yeah. You need to know how to, like, counter these these issues you're going to run into. And then the mental preparedness. I camp for two days with my kids, and I want to commit suicide.
0: You weren't mentally prepared for that, were you?
1: So I can only imagine taking my family into the wilderness away from danger and trying to survive.
0: It's it would like, probably be worse. I'll take my chances. I know. I was like, which danger is worse? I don't right,
1: know. <laughs> right. So you have to have a survival mindset. You have to plan. You have to know mm-hmm. how to, you know, continue and, and keep your group motivated. Creativity. You got to learn, uh, all kinds of different things to prepare for and be on the lookout. And, mm-hmm. and the one thing about, it's not like, it's always a set survival scenario. You're going to go into <laughs> yeah. the wilderness and it's always going to be the same thing. You got to deal with bears and, and what, like everything changes. So you've got to be adaptable yeah. to, yeah. and then the situational awareness, being able to spot people that are coming, what areas are more dangerous. You know, you don't want to camp in the middle of a gulch when there's thunderstorms coming. I'm going to be right down yeah. the bottom.
0: Or fall in a person hole.
1: Yeah. You, you know, you don't,
0: yeah. don't want to do that. Don't try and scale a cliff. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, no. Avoid, like, I know. Avoid anything like that. Should I go around
1: this? It's going to take me another mile, or should I try and climb this rock? Let's just climb it. Yeah. Don't try and save time.
0: Get on my know back. We're best. doing it.
1: And then the planning and strategy is obviously a big mm. uh, part of prepping and bushcrafting is yeah. think things through. So there's so many freaking skills to learn. Like There's a lot. I didn't even mention the mm. navigation skill. No, there's so many that a, I mean, there are. But these are ones... Like these are some of the the basics that preppers need to know. Yeah, you know so. that's a. lot. There's so many. There's a huge. List. It's like how do you learn that stuff? Like Basically, where do you learn it?
0: Know how to deal with food. Know how to deal with water. Yeah. Built a shelter. Security. Navigate. Health. Health. Fitness. And preparedness. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. And so, where do you go to learn these things? There's, I mean, there's really endless resources when you think there's about it. There's
1: some really good YouTube videos.
0: Yeah, so if you go to YouTube, that's a great resource. Uh, if you if, have you ever seen TA Outdoors? I have, I have. Holy moly. The shelters and things they build are bonkers. Like, it, I'd love to just try one, but I know that it, it's too much work. So much. Work, I got things to but do. They look amazing. I got to go to work the next my day. House. <laughs> no, I'm like, what's what's the equity on that thing? Because I <laughs> I think you would look good in well, this real estate. How many <laughs> square feet you working with? Um, yeah, so if it's you got central air. Or? <laughs> <laughs> got AC in this sucker yeah so TA Outdoors they do a lot of cool stuff on YouTube and to be honest there's a million channels that are doing bushcraft yeah. stuff if you want to learn there, that is a wealth of knowledge there um, on the bushcraft site on YouTube I mean there's it's, it's never ending yeah you know what I mean so go on, go on YouTube and if there's one of these things that you want to learn Type it in. Type right. in bushcraft. And even though I it.
1: said earlier, you know, you can't just watch and read, but you have to do those things first. That's you have to start there.
0: Yeah. There's no there's no other way but to practice, do it. Practicing, practicing, practicing them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the very formal version of practicing. <laughs> That's what bushcrafters say. Yeah. It's practice. practice. It's an Italian bushcrafter. It's a It's <laughs> a and then we, we did can the pasta. Arrive at your
1: house in 15
0: seconds. <laughs> uh, Mario. <laughs> oh, Mario. Hey, Mario. <laughs> um, yeah, so YouTube, that's a great place to start. TikTok has some actually really cool stuff. Have you seen at Donnie Dust? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. He's got like millions of followers. He was on Alone, the the, the show. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Holy a good crap. Idea. So TikTok has some really good stuff too. But he's I think he's might also be on YouTube, but I've been watching him probably, on TikTok. Probably. Great stuff. Books, obviously, Dave Canterbury, Bushcraft 101, is. What exactly what it says. Bushcraft one oh one. It's right where you should start. It was free for a while on was it?
1: Amazon for uh what was, what's the Amazon? I still thing? don't Kindle. own it. I still don't own it and I, I need, need to. Man. I need to buy the book. Mm. The paper book.
0: Yeah, the paper book. But they had
1: the digital one for free for quite a while. Nice. And I looked through it and it, it does it's like it's explained super well and mm. the pictures yeah. are primitive.
0: Mm. <laughs> you need to look at it for hours. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it's really good. Like
0: yeah. the one oh one is by far the one. And the then there's an, there's own. an advanced version of the book too, yeah, so yeah. uh, that's a great place to start. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's just like natural man, like yeah, yeah man, man stuff,
1: bushcrafting, yeah, yeah. women stuff too, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you go to IG uh, Instagram, you can actually f- uh, follow Pathfinder Survival, and that's Dave Canterbury on. Oh, it is I didn't on know Instagram. That was his thing. Yeah, and he has a he has a business called Pathfinder Survival. They actually sell a bunch of bushcraft stuff. So he's a man. He's yeah, he's the man when it comes to bushcrafting as well. So go check him out there. And then podcasts, go just go search bushcraft. There's a few of them on there. I've never listened to any of them. Is I just he, is he American? So, yeah,
1: it seems like he'd be a Canadian.
0: No, well, I'm guys pretty, guys pretty sure he's American, isn't he? Probably. Um, but anyways, there there's so many places in the media today to go find this stuff. YouTube, TikTok, books, Instagram, podcasts. It's endless. Go check one of them out or go check all of them out and just start looking at some skills and and, and start with one and start practicing it. You just have to practice and practice and practice. This stuff is super hard to do, but the more you practice, the better you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and, and a big piece, and one of my favorite pieces of bushcraft is the gear. Yeah, that's that's like the funnest part for me to look at and to see I, I'm not great with any of this but it's the funnest stuff. And
1: that's what we've talked a ton about too is like don't put it in your bug out bag if you haven't used it or know how yeah. to use it. It's like mm-hmm. there is some amazing gear mm-hmm. and you need to use it and try it out. So there's some there's some like key gear for bushcrafters that you know they always have on them or use yep. or always in their photos because they're super useful and They're the things you want. So no matter the location that you're in, you want to have these, these items. And most of the time, most of us, you know, as preppers, and if you're really getting into prepping, you probably have most of these things. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, number one item is hatchet or an Mm ax. They always have one of those suckers because trying to cut down a tree and
0: logs with a survival knife is not not, the best, It's (laughs) not the best. Possible, but horrible. You could get it done if you're using like a machete or something. Right. Like a bigger machete. Yep. But with just with a fixed blade. Yeah. Good luck. But the
1: hatchet and axe, man, they're so freaking yeah. useful.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they and they usually have, you know, the flat back side so you can hammer stuff. And yeah. So super useful tool. Super useful for tool. Yes. Um, and I just did a video recently of, you know, probably not the greatest axe, but mm-hmm. a cool multi-tool axe is the the Zippo. The three uh, in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The axe saw because you get uh, a bow saw, and you get a, a, a kind of a hatchet, and you can do all kinds of different things with it. You can it.
0: hammer stuff with it too.
1: But yeah, usually they want. This is why a lot of people are like pretty, um, you know, snobby about what kind of
0: hatchet or bushcrafters axe. are super snobby about it. Yeah, and I get it because you need using... a high quality one. Yeah.
1: Because I mean, we we had one that I tested, and it snapped the handle like three
0: strikes. Yeah.
1: And it looked like a solid one, an old-fashioned one, had a good head on it. it. wasn't great. Freaking snapped it in half. Yeah. And trying to split wood, like the Zippo one, for example, you That's know, the handle great. comes up around the head, so you can't drive it through. Yeah. So you need to, you need to play with and find a really good, solid axe or hatchet. If
0: you're going to get serious about doing this stuff, spend a little extra money when it comes to, to that yeah. piece of it, because yeah. if you're using a cheap one, it's, you're using it so much, and it's so important in these types of situation and with these skills that you have to have a nice one. Yeah, it's worth the little bit of extra money. Yeah, there's a that.
1: there's an old movie I just watched with my kids like a couple of months ago that's called Hatchet. Oh, really? Yeah. Same as the book? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen actually. It. I think it. I th- it, it's different from the book because the book's called the Hatchet, right? Yeah. Uh huh. The movie is called A Cry in the Wild, oh, not A, Cry a Cry in Call w- in the Wild. It's that's the, the Wolf world. by yeah. Jack London, but A Cry in the Wild, and it has the kid off from Honey and Shrunk Kids. Oh, okay. the one little. uh... The nerdy kid? No, the, the, the neighbor kid that's like shorter,
0: the younger oh, one. Or the younger one. That's okay. kind of a little turd. He's also in Big, isn't he? Isn't he? That the is friend? Him. He's a yep. friend in Big. Yeah. So yeah. A Cry
1: in the Wild, it's like 1991 or something, nice. but it's
0: pretty cool because he just has a
1: hatchet. Nice. Yeah. And he uses that. And mm-hmm. then there's a book. Anyway, hatchets. So the other thing is a good, solid knife, yeah. fixed blade, preferably. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Hey, I'm hey take now. This. You okay with that? <laughs> so the uh, like a there are some really good switchblades that are switchblades or switchblades. Um, uh, fixed blades. Fix? No, not a fixed blade. Like the like a. What am I saying? I don't know.
0: Like I a would folding
1: go a, knife. A folding knife. Gosh, I don't know why I said switchblade. <laughs> okay. Um there are some really good folding knives that lock, and they can be used mm-hmm. pretty good as a fixed blade. But I would totally go with the fixed Well, blade Tops
0: here. makes um, a folding cub. version. Uh, it's not the Cub. It's the it's the other one. Crap. What is it? It's like the the Outdoorsman or whatever, huh? Uh, what's it called? Yeah, so they make one. The one of, that has the bow drill on it? I think it might be that one. David Tops has a lot of good stuff. Cubs, they have a,
1: the Cub one looks a lot like that one, but does, the one that yes. you're talking about is a little bigger.
0: It's called the Feather. No, uh, the, gosh dang it, I can't remember. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it.
1: If you look at the Cub knife that Tops makes, they have a bigger version than the one Kobe's explaining. It has a bow drill hole in it, which is freaking cool. Yeah,
0: it is cool, huh?
1: Anyways, that's like one of my favorite knives. And it's, I mean, they designed it for Bushcrafter in mind. Yeah. This is a great knife, and you want one that you can, like if you've watched Fieldcraft, yeah, that's so the, the
0: Fieldcraft knife they make it in a folder.
1: Oh, you were showing me that? Yeah, yeah, I it's was really that's cool,
0: pretty sweet. Yeah, so check that out. See, and
1: I would trust Topps knives to have a good folding knife.
0: That's... I've actually played with it. We saw it at. Yeah, um, wasn't it wasn't at PrepperCon? Maybe it was PrepperCon. One of those shows that we went to. Yeah. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with it for I mean I don't know if you're do if you're being if you're a really serious bushcrafter just get a fixed blade yeah. but if you want something There that is a work, quality yeah yeah version
1: of that mm-hmm. So um but yeah watching those videos they chop with them they make mm-hmm. you know like notches to build things yep. and then they're using it to to split wood like you can hit on the the back side of it to you just want a good quality solid knife you yeah. don't want to just take a you're not going to use your EDC knife to survive. No, like no. I'm not saying you don't carry one, but anyways, fixed blade, uh, a saw, and that's why you can have kind of a. There's so many different varieties of saw types. I mean, you can even get a chainsaw blade with mm-hmm. two little grips on it. We have one of those that you can use to saw wood. Um, but having like a a a type of bow saw, I love the wicked bone saw. Like, because yep. it's aluminum handle, it's super durable, and it's way light, and you just attach it to your belt. Mm-hmm. So, ferro rod, flint and steel, um, like we've said, you're not a pussy if you carry a BIC. We have you're a actually lot a of smart life, person if yeah. you carry a bick. we, there's millions of them out there, they work, yeah. save you a lot of time. Yeah. But, know how to use a ferro rod and flint and steel, or how to find it, like you can find different types mm-hmm. in the, in the wilderness, you know. But, um... And, and and get a good one, because we've tried multiple, and you'll just jack up the rod, and it's like, you'll injure yourself, man. He's like, man. turned into a serrated blade. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Anyways, get a good, high-quality one, and they have some, a ton of variety of them. Like, they have the little push one, where you just, mm-hmm. it flips out, and then you, I can't, I think it's, um, it's not SOG that makes it, it's the other uh, little outdoor. Anyway, mm-hmm. and you just push that one, you just push yeah, it into nice. a rock, and it just. Shaves off some magnesium, and you got a, a nice way to start a fire. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, check out different ways to start a fire. A compass, know how to use it. Get a good solid compass that. Um, most of the time, you'll get one that has a mirror, and you can use that mirror to start fires and stuff, sure. um, or heat things. And you just you can get multiple things in, uh, you know, one one item one item, but the compass. No matter how good you are at navigating, it is going to be useful. Yeah, and for sure. You need to have one. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, pots and stove. Got to cook and prepare things. It's going to be really hard to do it with a natural made rock.
0: Yeah, any bushcrafter probably needs to have this. Yeah. Um, so you
1: have to have some
0: way of carrying your yeah. water,
1: preparing your water, and preparing your food. So, um, and then cordage, paracord. There's some sweet paracord that has like, um, i think it's laced with like a flammable mm-hmm. they have it has like five different cords
0: in there the survivor cord i think yeah is the it has one that...
1: fishing line it has mm-hmm. wire to cut with yep it has um like fire a fla- tender. fire tinder. that's what yeah. it is. anyways um paracord obviously you're not going to be building very strong um you can if you're really smart but for like the common prepper you want to have some paracord another good accord. thing
0: we'd have is that that settler's wrench is pretty cool that's uh, right, I because you serve. can for bushcrafting for building, Strips. especially for building stuff, it's like perfect. So if you don't, if you haven't seen a settlers' wrench, go check it out because those are cool for bushcraft purposes, yeah. especially for building shelters, yeah, and things like that.
1: And then um, it's useful to have a tarp. Mm-hmm. So no matter how how thick you can build, you know, pine bush or pine branches and stuff on mm-hmm. top of your shelter, nothing's going to be a tarp. Yeah. Something exactly. that's just going to keep out. And that can be used for multiple things, collecting water. Um, a lot of bushcrafting is about you know using your natural mm-hmm. resources, uh, condensation, uh, rain, water. You're gonna want a tarp for that. Yeah, helps with shelter. Carry food in it. Prepare food in it. There's all kinds of different uses. So those Ham- are kind of the basics: cordage, tarp, mm-hmm. compass, ferro rod,
0: saw, blade, hatchet. There you go. Write that now. There's a lot of stuff when it comes to bushcrafting. I just I feel like if you're going to be a, if you want to be a good prepper, bushcrafting has to be a part of your plan. Yep. There's just no way around it.
1: No, I agree. I I don't think that they're. I don't think you can necessarily separate the two No. Fully. A lot of
0: people try to. like. I There's, there's like, like pure, the hardcore bushcrafters, like you for said. For sure, yeah. And then there's the hardcore preppers. But I think uh, if you want to be a good prepper, you need to have, so, even if you're an urban prepper, even if yeah. you're a guy living in the city, you should have those bushcraft skills. Yeah. you know, Your wilderness survival is going to rely on those skills. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, there's some freaking cool stuff, too. I was just showing Kobe, and I think Battlebox might have something in there. The little it's like a little device that takes plastic bottles oh, yeah. and will just cut them Makes into cordage. like a teeny. Yeah. Like a, it's like a half an inch or a quarter of an inch, basically cordage. So yeah. it's pretty cool. You can use junk pretty yeah. sure. Every camp you can find trash that can
0: be used. <laughs> yeah. Can fish with the pop cans and exactly. beer bo- cans. So that's, that's kind of bushcrafting for preppers. There's, there's so much, there's a lot to bushcrafting. This is just scratching the surface yeah. and, um, and there's,
1: there's tons more gear, tons more
0: skills. Bro. There's so much, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't really get into, like, a lot of But it's a a huge of the, part of prepping, I really do think so. The, the mechanics of doing a lot of this stuff, like, the really, you know, in-depth stuff. This is just more of a, a discussion about bushcrafting for preppers and preppers and bushcrafters and all those types of things. So, um, in the future, we'll probably do one with a little more in-depth on, like, how to do some of this stuff. Yeah. We just kind of wanted to, you know, to introduce it to a lot of people who haven't really thought about it too much. Right. So, that's kind of what this is for, so... Take it um, as you as you please. Yeah, exactly. Um, guys, today's podcast is brought to you by Pack, the only monthly tactical subscription box with useful professional grade stuff inside. Use code Casual Preppers and get a free separate bag set of EDC gear along with your first month's pack. Head to. TACPAC.com. Use our code Preppers, and you're going to be a happy casual prepper. The magicians
1: of yeah. subscription
0: boxes. They do they do. I what don't they know do. how they
1: freaking get all the stuff in there for yeah, this. Yeah, it's crazy. Cheap as they do. Do
0: you want to you talk about this? Yeah, so um,
1: we got a pretty cool piece of gear. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, I think we posted several times about the usefulness of these jumper packs yeah. to get your car going, and multiple uses. Obviously, it's a big, huge battery, yeah. and so you can charge your cell phone off from it. You can charge your Game Boy, Mm -hmm. your Sega Genesis, maybe Mm -hmm. power it up. Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yeah. Um, Atari Lynx. Yep. Whatever you're charging, Mm -hmm. you can use this battery pack. So this one is from iMazing. iMazing is the brand, and this is a 1,800 milliamp battery. And it's got the jumper cables with it. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if we've ever really showed. Basically, I'm I'm sure most of you have these. I mean, they make them like credit card size now that can jump your car. But this one, where you've got a a big old battery storage, there's nothing. um, Don't shock yourself. Yeah. So anyways, you just plug it in, and then you can just jump your car. But the nice thing is this one has a little display on it. Gives you codes if you get it hooked up wrong or you're not understanding because it's hard to have all the paperwork for these things. Yeah, I also really like that it has on the jumper pack itself. It has the instructions and Jeez. the codes will come up and it'll tell you, you know, if you had you've got it hooked up backwards or anything like that. Nice. And then on the pack itself, it's got uh, the percentage of battery. That's pretty cool. And this I like sucker, that. it's got uh, two point one amp output for USB and then a regular one amp. And then it has a USB-C, which is pretty much everything now. Yeah. It's turned into UBS-C. UBS. UBS. That's my own type. (laughs) USB-C. And that's also a charge port. So you don't always, that's the thing I really like about this is it's got a DC um, output. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't think you can charge on the DC. You have to use the USB-C. But that's like way more common. I hate bringing and packing around, you know, a a freaking uh, outlet. Charger. Yeah, you're gonna have a cell phone charger, and almost all cell phones are USB-C now, and that's mm-hmm. how this charges too. And it, you can also use that same port, the USB-C port, to charge your device. So, anyways, super cool. Check them out. Big battery pack. Charge your uh, jump start your vehicles and power fan or yeah. charge your phone whatever you want
0: yeah so um they have a deal going on right now and we'll try and put it in the link in the description of the podcast i think you can get it for like 42 bucks
1: so it's amazing but with an eye yeah Eye-amazing. with an eye
0: and we'll we'll try and put it but i really like the case and things I it has too. like a hard like shell case that it comes in yeah it's a perfect thing to have in your car yeah think. it's pretty cool so anyways yeah you have to check that out yeah. it's
1: time for the quick and dirty medical tip so this little tip's coming straight from the Preppers Medical Handbook mm-hmm. by William W. Forgy, mm-hmm. one of our sponsors. Yes, um, I've talked before about oral fluid replacement therapy. So coming into the peak time is like late winter, early spring for like the stomach bugs. Oh yeah, all of them start all to pop them, yeah. up, and the biggest problem with all of those is obviously uh, dehydration. So, I just was going to read this chapter to you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, There's a little cocktail in here that I thought was pretty useful. Uh, A table that shows two different cocktails that you can make, and then you just sip from both of them, like back and forth. Oh, interesting. You take a little sip from glass number one, and then when you take another drink, you take it from two, and that gives you like a perfect combination
0: of- One of them is scotch, and the other one's Red Bull. (laughs) Right. Is that how it works? It is. That's it. (laughs) That's right there. Scotch Bowl.
1: Scotch Bowl. So, glass number one is just orange, apple, and another fruit juice. So, it's high in potassium. You mm. do about eight ounces of it, and you add a little bit of honey or corn syrup. So, you squirt half a teaspoon into your eight ounces of your uh, fruit juice mixture. Mm. That's okay. in glass one. You'll be sipping from that one. Um, the the glucose and, or the honey kind of gives you the essential salts and sugars, and then you get your potassium... And sugars from the, the uh, juice. juices. Glass number two, just water, and then we've talked about putting baking soda in it because it's got the sodium bicarbonate. Mm. So that kind of gives you uh, a, a, like a really good balance to replenish your fluids and keep you from moving into dehydration, all the complications that come with that. So eight ounces of water and a quarter of a teaspoon of so, uh, baking soda. And then the other glass... That's gonna taste good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, the other yeah, that one's gonna be gross. That's why you wash it. Wash it down with the fruit juice. You get the glass number one chaser. Yeah, that's orange juice, apple juice, and some honey or corn syrup, half a teaspoon. Pretty simple. It's a lot easier than those other freaking uh, concoctions that we've talked about. Yeah. So that's why this book is freaking sweet. I love that. Seriously, there's tons of quick, easy things.
0: I mean, who's not going to have those things in their supply? It's gonna have. Yeah, you're gonna have that. That's awesome. Anyway, there's your quick medical tip. Yeah, thanks, guys. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for being a subscriber. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, don't be a dummy. Just go hit it. Come see us on Instagram. Come see us on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and all those places because we're, we're doing lots of different things at all those different um, venues. Right, Cameron? Yeah, trying to show off our gear. hmm exactly. All right, guys. Thanks. Stay survived.